Oh, hello. I'm Sketch. And I'm Shades. And this is Geeking, Geeking Out with Shades and Sketch. Welcome back, longtime listeners. How you doing? Every time you join us, you join us in a different corner of the Geeking Out multiverse. This week is a little special, though, because you won't just be in one corner with us. You'll be in every corner. Because we have, guys, shh, shh, we have commandeered Stan Lee's Glass Wonkavator. That's right. We can show up in any Marvel movie at any time. Uh, and if we can, if we have the ability to do so, that means we are going to be really? talking about Marvel's. This is our Marvel summer wrap-up episode. Yeah, there was a lot this summer. We're all over the place, and we're just we're we're doing one episode for all the Marvel goodies that this 2018 summer season has given us. So, uh, do we have a theme song? I think we do. Come with me. <laughs> And you'll see a world of oversaturation. Perfect. Love it. So, guys, um, yeah, this is new for us. A little new for us. This is... But we've made a decision. We were talking we've, off, off, off mic. mic. Sometimes we, we talk do, off we mic. We do that. We still have a good working relationship. Yes. Uh, we're not Yoko, uh, Yokoing up the, the band yet here. No. Not, we're not pulling not a Mythbusters. Yeah. Um, there's Guys, just so many Marvel movies. I have reached my breaking point. There's just... There's, with, there's a lot. With Marvel. In particular, but just the superhero genre in general. And... You might be saying, well, sh Shades, what? what? You do a podcast called Geeking Out with Shades and Sketch. I am no longer willing to Whoa. allow Marvel's release schedule to dictate yeah. the schedule of Geeking Out with Shades and Sketch. If we did every Marvel property every time, we would have no time for other Guys, there episodes. Were four movies this year, plus two television shows, yeah. three television shows, and we've already, you know, we've already tackled. And the year's not over. A couple, um, but we're going to start grouping Marvel properties together. Together, and this is not a slight to Marvel. This is not our DC fanboyness coming no. out. This is just like scheduling, like right. We want there to do some other, other things. things that we want to do with this podcast, but uh, we also can't not talk about. You can't ignore them. We can't right. ignore them. Uh, so for this episode, for this very special episode, we are going to talk about the two Marvel summer movies that we haven't yet. We already talked about Black Panther. Right. That wasn't summer, I guess. That was February, was, right? And we already talked about yeah. uh, Infinity War. Right. We're going to talk about Deadpool 2 and Ant-Man 2. Both came out this summer. And and Netflix Marvel's Luke, Luke Cage, Cage, the second season. Second season. Because we already talked a little bit about Luke Cage uh, in our Defenders, Defenders episode. And uh, I know we haven't dedicated an episode to Deadpool yet. We haven't dedicated an episode to uh, Ant-Man. But maybe we will in the future. Maybe we will in the future. But this is our way of addressing the movies right. that just came out. So uh, spoilers for all things Marvel. Marvel. 
Okay. Because <laughs> uh, who knows where it will end? God knows. Or if it will or end. Or if it will end. Um, so why don't we start? Um, why don't we start with the first thing that came out? Deadpool. Deadpool two. Of the uh, of the three that yes. we're going. Okay. Do you have? Do we need to do synopsis, a backstory? Uh, let's do. I'll, I'll. I didn't write anything. I'll give you a basic synopsis. Sure. Deadpool is a, a fan beloved Marvel character, the Merc with a mouth. Yes. He is uh, from the X Men universe, but of course that line now is getting blurred. Right. Um, he has a tremendous regenerative properties. Yes. He is as has in you the, can cut off his hand and, and it, it will grow back. back. He has the ability to break the fourth wall, as in he will talk to us, the audience. And he is morally ambiguous and gray. He could be a villain, he could be a hero. Right. In his movies, he is the he's hero. He's, always the hero he's who we're following. And he could um, in fact be a villain. He absolutely could be from a different point of view. Absolutely. Right. Uh, and so his first movie came out, what, two years ago? Yep. Three years ago. And uh, it kind of chronicled how he got his powers and yes. how he became who he is. And the latest movie uh, dropped this summer. Dropped this summer and was uh, Deadpool righting a wrong, yes. shall we say, in his in his life. Maybe we'll get into it more than that. But uh, yeah, setting a, a course of events to hopefully... Uh, Rectify a situation. Yes. Shall we? The say? the first Deadpool was kind of a rom com. Yep. This one is kind of a family adventure. Sure. Or like a buddy cop. Buddy cop. Yeah. Especially by the end. Yeah. Into the buddy oh, definitely. Cop. Uh, Deadpool is probably most famously famously known to team up with Cable. Cable. Uh, who is a character from the future? Uh, Cyclops and Jean Grey's yes. son. Yes. All right. How about that? That I knew that. Uh, well, not not referenced in the movie. No. That that's where he came from. But he does come from the future. Yes. Comes back in time to uh, kill somebody. And Deadpool has chosen to protect, protect that somebody. somebody. And hilarity ensues. Yes. Hilarity and bloodshed ensue. Uh, Deadpool, created by Marv Wolfman, who famously created Deathstroke. Right. And Deadpool is kind of a... A riff. A riff on Deathstroke. Yes. It's a... Uh, um, well, we could also, it's funny because like we could also talk about with that Teen Titans Deathstroke. too, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, it's funny to get Say something inappropriate. It's kind of funny to get so like good. a direct reaction to right. a character in a situation from the, the creator, creator of, right, that, right, right, of right. that character right. and situation. Um, um, go ahead. Do you want to start? Get into the scores? Do you want to do yeah, some do, scores? do some scores. Okay, uh, Deadpool 2, Rotten Tomatoes. I usually start with IMDb. I'll start with IMDb. Start with IMDb, yeah. Uh, IMDb gives it an 8 out of 10. Ooh. Rotten Tomatoes critic score an 83, fan score 86. Google reviewers. 83% of Google reviewers enjoyed Deadpool 2. Nice. Uh, Metacritic. Did I say it? No. 66% of Ooh, wow. critics enjoyed Deadpool 2. Wow. 7.2 fan score. Okay. Shades of Geeking Out with Shades and Sketch gives Deadpool 2 an 85. Okay. Very good. I um, This is a little difficult because I kind of averaged the two together, Deadpool okay. 1 and Deadpool 2. Um, I prefer Deadpool 1. I also prefer Deadpool 1. Deadpool 2, though, was a lot of fun. And I, and I, and I did not come away from it disappointed. So I gave the Deadpool duo, shall okay. we say, a 94. 
Because wow. I, I would okay. say, I would say like original Deadpool to me, first Deadpool, it's like a 96. Uh, first Deadpool was pretty damn near perfect. Yeah. And, and uh, second Deadpool is still like in the 90s. So that, so I just yeah. knocked it down two points to 94. Uh, I, I knocked, uh, we'll talk about it in Ransom Reeves. Yeah, absolutely. Does that bring us to Ransom Reeves? Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we got three. Yeah. We got three uh, properties to get through here. So, I mean, I think we got to get right into... Well, let me ask you this question. Were you a fan of Deadpool before the movie? Yes. Did you know of Deadpool? I did know of Deadpool. Um, Deadpool is a meme lord. Yes. He shows up on the internet a lot. Uh, And so that was probably where I saw him first as like... you know, like reactionary pictures that people would post gotcha. on, on other people's posts. And the other place I came to know Deadpool was conventions. Yes. Because people love, love to cosplay, cosplay Deadpool. Deadpool. Uh, long before the, the, the this movie reboots right. came out. And so one of my fondest memories of a cosplay at a convention was, I think I was at um, Otacom with my cousin mm-hmm. in Baltimore which is the largest anime convention on the Eastern Seaboard. And uh, we were just hanging out at the top of an escalator, like waiting to get into a panel. And this is one of those like two or three story escalators. So it's a really right. long one. And just cresting the your point of view uh, came a Deadpool cosplayer. Not standing on the escalator, but laying across the railing of the escalator, just thrusting. Just thrusting the whole way up. <laughs> and and I was like, well, I love Deadpool because he really right. lets... That is capturing the essence yes. of Deadpool. And, yeah. you know, like, he would be... the Like, the people who cosplay Deadpool, because you can't see their face, I don't know. Do there's, there's, yeah, there's a freedom there's a free, involved. Yeah. And so, like, if people are posing for a cosplay, you'll have Deadpool photobombs in right. the background. Or... Um, at the latest convention I went to, someone cosplayed as Deadpool cosplaying a sailor, like a sailor scout from Sailor Moon, right? So they have the <laughs> they have the Deadpool underneath, but they have like the sailor, sailor scout Moon, on, yeah. on, on top. I mean, so through that, through those situations, I was like, who is Deadpool? Right. And so then I started looking it up. I um, Deadpool is one of the only Marvel comics I've ever read. I read, um, Dead, it was like Dead, Deadpool kills the Marvel, the Marvel Universe. Universe. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where he kills everybody. everybody. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, that's my that's my background with with Deadpool. There was a when they got to Spider Man, that was really great. Did you read that one? Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. he wants to team up with Spider Man desperately. Yeah. And at the end of the first one, spoilers, kills Peter Parker. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Um, because like I said, morally gray. He right. Can be, he can be good. He can be bad. He, he well, plays. Well, he was he contracted plays to kill Peter Parker. Right. Do you have a previous history with Deadpool? Um, I mean, I knew who he was. Yeah. Uh, being the DC fanboy that I am, I did not read any Deadpool comics. Mm-hmm. I knew who he was. And uh, just the X-Men Origins Wolverine, where we got not Deadpool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and man, I, I'll i save it. It's one of I my... didn't see X-Men Origins Wolverine. Well, you aren't missing anything. But I do remember the outcry of, we finally got a Deadpool in a movie. Right. And the whole thing about Deadpool is like, what the he can say, and who he can talk to, right. and they gave him no mouth. Literally. They they sewed his mouth shut. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it was Ryan Reynolds playing him as well back then. Uh, Ryan Reynolds 
played Wade Wilson. Right. But he didn't play Deadpool. Oh, so it that... It was somebody else. So that... I thought that was him in, in Origins. With all the crazy tattoos. No, it was he was not the oh, actor under the makeup. Interesting. Yeah. Once once he came back and they, they uh, surgically implanted adamantium blades into his arms yeah. to make him like Wolverine. Yeah, that was messed up. I do like how... Um, well, that's a rave of mine. Should we get into raves? Let's get into rants okay. raves. Then one of my raves for Deadpool, one and two, is Ryan Reynolds. Yes. Um, Ryan... So basically single-hand... I don't want to say single-handedly, but was the driving force behind getting these movies made. Without Ryan Reynolds, we would not have these no. movies. Um, regardless of who else wanted them or, or, right. or who else was willing to make them, Ryan Reynolds has pushed the hardest. Ryan Reynolds these. appeared in X-Men Origin Wolverine mm-hmm. because he had been trying to get a Deadpool movie mm-hmm. made for years at that point, yeah, and was promised that if he appeared in this movie as Deadpool, they would do a standalone. Yeah. Fast forward a decade, right? No movie, no mm, deal, nothing. No. Ryan Reynolds works, goes to a production house. This is my favorite thing ever. With his own money, yes, commissions, yes, a now iconic scene in the first movie. Yep. It's entirely CG. Mm-hmm. There's nothing real about it except the, the intro where he's sitting on an sitting overpass. On the overpass. Yep. Everything after that is just Ryan Reynolds monologuing yep. into a microphone mm-hmm. and CGI. Mm-hmm. And it, it, but it looks great. It looks beautiful. Especially when you, you consider this isn't a, a Hollywood budget uh, no. production. Th- this uh, is one guy financing this thing. They made the original movie, I think, for something like $50 million, hmm. which is nothing. Peanuts in that world. For, as with the amount of CGI, yeah. and it exploded. Yes. Exploded. Guaranteeing as many sequels as they want to do. The um, That, I just love that he personally financed that, right. that little short, just to basically to be like, look. It. Right. And they brought it to Mm Comic-Con, and it exploded, and and Fox, Marvel was like, oh, shit. Yeah. We've got to do it. Now we have to, right? Right. And What's our excuse if we don't? It was the first mainstream superhero movie to be R-rated. And it didn't hurt it at all. And it did not hurt it, and people were skeptical. People in the quote-unquote no. Right. But people, if we don't let children into a superhero movie, it's not going to make money. Oh, no. It will. Are you serious? Right. Do you read the internet? No Deadpool, no Logan. No Logan. Yes, without Deadpool, we would never we would have gotten, gotten a Wolverine movie that finally gave us a Wolverine movie. Yes. Um, so that's why Ryan Reynolds is gets, a rave, a rave. For, for this. Also, perfectly understands this character. He perfectly, this is a labor of love. Yeah. This is a, a character that you can tell he knows well and who he wants to. Um, live up to right in his role. He is as much Deadpool as Robert Downey Jr. is Tony Stark. Oh, yeah. It's a great comparison. Um, I don't think anyone else in either comic universe is as closely related to their character as as those two. Yep. You know? I will will agree with that. And um, I am not I am not big on on social media, I don't I don't do a lot out there, but I do follow Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, Reynolds 
on Instagram. And yeah. he is he's great. Not only is he hilarious and has this ongoing rivalry with uh, Hugh Jackman. Yes. Uh, which is just hilarious to follow. And what, oh, who's his wife? Is his wife uh, Blake Lively? Uh, is that yes. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I, like, he posts a lot, like, pictures of her. Right. The two of them together, but he always crops her out. Yes. Like, for her birthday. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, happy yeah. birthday to the most beautiful right. wife. And it's always just it's him. him. Um, so he's hilarious as it is. But right. he also, he posts a lot. He does a lot of, like, um, you know, like, visiting kids yes. and stuff in Deadpool. in Deadpool costume. Keeps it PG yeah, rated for right, the kids. Right, right. Um, but, like, he, because he is so... I, I feel at least so motivated to be this character. Right. He wants to do good. Right. With this character too. Right. You know, out in the world. Um, There's a great one um, where uh, it was the, around the first movie around Halloween, and he uh-huh. found like a group of kids dressed up as X-Men uh, characters. Oh yes, I saw that. Yeah. Oh, that was sad. It yeah. was savage. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Um, he just he he comes off as just like I said a labor of love like right. like this you you feel confident in how these are going to be because you feel like the ship is being run by someone competent right and who who wants to do good strong agree and I think the the fact that he was the one that um got it greenlit and then right had the helm for the first one I think he's pretty much guaranteed control. Yeah, they had a disagreement over casting of Cable. Really? And who they wanted as Cable in mm-hmm. the the sequel. Okay. And um, it it came down, like, so Ryan Reynolds and the director of the first movie, blanking on this. That's okay. Um, disagreed. Oh, really? And they cast someone, and Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds was like, I vehemently disagree with this. Mm-hmm. He, like, great actor, nothing against him, not Cable. Yeah. And I wonder who that first the, one was. Uh, we could look it up. Yeah, I know it's not. It's not that big of a deal. But the director was like, "This is who I want. If you're not going to go with him, I walk." Yeah. And Ryan Reynolds was like, "I unequivocally do not want this actor." Yeah. Goodbye. Because he's got to like, do what's right for Deadpool exactly. And right, what's and right for was, the movie? And was like, he he's too young, and he was like, Cable is a grizzled old time traveler. Yeah. He's not a pretty face. Yeah. Um, so did Ryan push for Josh? I don't know if he pushed for Josh Brolin. Um, the, the, I but he, he at least running. He at least okayed it, obviously. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, this is when Ryan Reynolds like got creative control of Deadpool. Yeah. Uh, over this. Well, let's talk about Cable for a second. Sure. Because that's another rave of mine. Okay. I loved Cable. I, I did not love cable. You didn't love cable. No, you don't love cable? I didn't. I thought it was so nice to see one-on-one combat again between I, I agree. two people. Oh, I beating the shit out of each other. Yeah. I don't have any problem with how they used uh cable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, I don't let me start over again. My problem is with, is with how they used him. Okay. The character of cable from the comics. Okay. So um, elaborate. The I think the casting was fine, mm-hmm. and the fight sequences were wonderful. Fight sequences, I will agree with you on that. Awesome. Yeah, he wasn't. I guess what I'm saying is he wasn't a Thanos level bad guy. Yes, I'm. I'm tired of CGI villains. Yes, that may or may not even be on the screen, and people and or like CGI character fights. Spoiler alert for um, Infinity War. We've already spoiled Infinity also, War. Also, 
Josh Brolin. Is Thanos. Yes. So he 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 was playing two villains at once in yeah. your local theater. Yes. In the same universe. In the same universe. Yep. yep. One better than the other, in my opinion. I much preferred Cable. Cable. Much better. Yeah. Much better than Thanos. All right. So what didn't you like about how he was used? Well, it's a rant. Oh, you want to... It's, it's that big that you want yeah, to say? It? Okay. Okay. Well, the other character I really liked was um, Domino. Yeah. Love Domino. What's a switcheroo on I, Domino? I don't know much about Domino. Do you want to... She's jinx of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Just luck. Like, yeah. Just... Only luck's on her side as opposed to giving people bad luck. So what What? what was the switcheroo then? Oh, just the, the character. Oh, okay. Um, and how they've traditionally used her and portrayed her uh-huh. in... Um, because this was my comics. This was my first. People uh, kind of freaked Domino. out when they were like, "Zazzy Beats is Domino." That's bad casting. I thought it was great casting. Yeah, I mean, as someone who had no preconceived idea of what Domino is, like, is traditionally Deadpool's love interest. Okay, okay, but we can't do that because right. this Vanessa. whole story is motivated by Vanessa. Right. Um, it wouldn't make any sense, right, for for him. He wouldn't be as likable of yes. a guy. Um, I like. Her power. Yes. And how Deadpool himself was like, that's not very cinematic. It's not. And then it ended <laughs> it was up being so cinematic. It ended up being so, so well done. Interesting. Like it was, it was like watching one of those um, what are they what are the Rube Goldberg machines? Yes. Or like just yes. one thing leads to the other, leads to the other. Yep. It was so, so well done. Visually like intricate. Yes. And uh like a puzzle you were watching like unfold before it, you. It that's was just really, really neat. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and so, like, it, it ended up becoming the most cinematic part of because I agreed with them when she said, right. "I have like luck." Yeah, that's yeah. not super crap. Yeah, yes, but she is. was really, really cool. And uh, her fight scene too against oh yeah, Cable, Cable. was yep. really in the um, truck. Yeah, that was a good. Yeah, one. that that truck scene, the whole yes, the whole exchange was yep. probably. I'm trying to think. Yeah, the like my favorite. It's part. right up there with Elastigirl and Incredibles yeah. on the train. Yeah. It was just a really good sequence. And again, again, small. Again, yeah, that's the key. That's the key. Keeping it small, keeping it between a, a, a small group of people in like a small set. Now, the set traveled throughout the city, right. but the city never became part of that fight. Right. It was always on that truck. Slash moped. You know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Juggernaut. I'm going to go yeah. for it. Yeah. Big rave. Okay. The last time we saw Juggernaut on screen was Vinnie Jones. One of the X-Men movies, right? Uh, X-Men 3, okay. which we watched after a friend's wedding. We had to hunt it down. Yeah, it did not leave a lasting no. impression on me. I remember... Um, there was a... What's the girl? Kitty? Is she the one that can phase through people? Yes. Did she like trick him to like phase through yes. and open up the and, wall or something? Well, and it doesn't work. And and he like knocks her out and yeah. says, there, if you remember... They took the old X-Men cartoon and played with it. And his catchphrase was, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. Yeah. And yeah. they said that in the movie. It was not good. I mean, they had already messed up his outfit yeah. enough. Were you surprised when he showed up in Deadpool? Were you surprised that he was the guy in the big bad cell? Yeah. Did not mm. see that coming at all. They I kept that either. under wraps really well. And, and again, I entirely, don't... He was entirely CG. Yeah. Well, great use of CG. Deadpool is... And they used him in a small way. Yeah, that's the thing. Deadpool is very um, real-world based. Yep. Other than his regenerative um, powers. He's a guy with swords. Yeah, he's a guy with swords and guns. I mean, he's... he's, 
and that's fun to watch. Yeah, you know, he's he's not uh, he's not. I mean, he's certainly CGI at times, and the, the fact that using CG for his eyes it's is a perfect use of CG. A, a that is that's where you yeah. use CG. Um, that is a perfect because his eyes are so expressive. Yes. And they tell the story, um, and they sell his dialogue, but. Everything in Deadpool feels organic and real. So organic yep. and so realistic. 100% agree. That you can believe easier the things that are a little fantastical. 100% agree. You, know, you can believe his power. You can believe uh, that Cable shows up from sure. the future. Time travel okay? from the future. Because like, it's not crazily overdone. And it's not even emphasized that much. Yeah, it's not like he pops in and out of the right. future. He's yeah, not he's using not like, it as like a teleportation. Ex- yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and so what I was, what I, I guess, what I was getting to was that this juggernaut f- fit that felt real in a way that yes. Thanos did not. Yes, like that that juggernaut fit this world. Yes, um, it wasn't otherworldly or right. or fantastical. Or something right. Like that. Yeah, it's a giant guy in a helmet who can just plow through things. Right. Okay, I'm on board. And in a world where you also have the Incredible Hulk, sure. Yeah, why not? And I really hope at some point we get to see them throw it in. Yeah. Because that would be well worth it. Shades, you have an, you have a lifetime of Marvel movies to look forward know, to. Right? So it's, it's gonna happen. <laughs> it's gonna happen at some point. Do you have any more uh rates? I mean, other I mean, I could just go on about um, you know, I don't know. Some people disagree with this, but I I do like the fourth wall breaks. I mean I love the fourth wall breaks. It's it's just fun. It's just fun to me, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's weird because a lot of times what we say is a rant is a thing that takes you out of a movie. Yep. And those intentionally remind you that, hey, you're watching a movie. Right. But doesn't ruin anything for me. It, I mean, because it's, it's so Deadpool by definition. Right. Talk to me. Have fun with me. Absolutely. Tell me about what's going on in your own twisted mind. You know? Um. But I'll leave it at that because I know we got we got a lot of ground to cover. Should we have a we lot of ground. rants. Yeah, I really only have one. I don't have much. But I have two. Yeah, why don't you start? Uh, Vanessa okay. and her whole storyline in the first or second, the second or both. The second. Okay. No, in the first, I thought she was great. Yeah, I, mean, I what agree. A, what a strong character. Because that I was going to disagree a, with you if you were going to uh, talk. No, for, then, and this is my rant: the mm-hmm. character from the first movie and how they used her in the first movie to then what they did to her in the second movie. Mm-hmm. Um, She's, I I kind of understand why they did it because spoilers in the second movie, her death is the catalyst for the rest of the film. Correct. But that then takes that strong character and kind of regresses her to where female characters in movies were mm-hmm. a decade ago. When I watched the movie, I couldn't help but keep feeling like, oh, I guess maybe they only had Vanessa for one day of shooting. Yeah. Like, that just kept coming into my mind, right. which, that, that's a rant, because that, right. that, that, that... It took, it took you out it of the took movie, you out exactly. In a way that, like, I'm seeing the production decisions, you right. know, stuff like that. Because she was huge in the first movie. Right. And she was great yes. in the first movie. And then in this movie... um, she was neither. She was neither huge nor great. She was just, um, and and I was confused by her too, because I was always like, "Yes, is there an afterlife? 
for real, or is this oh, yeah. Justin Wade's head? Are no we idea. going along with this hallucination, or are we actually believing that this right. is heaven kind right. of a thing? I, I was never clear on that. I could never stand on firm ground on that. Yeah. That point. Um, yeah, I agree with you. I agree and with you. also, um, the end credits lead me to believe that they retconned the whole movie. I feel and like she's not dead. the end credits are separate. I feel like the end credits are not canon. So is she not dead? No, I think she's still dead. I, I, I don't know. It's hard to tell because the other parts of because it's well, difficult because he's bra- he's well, able to break the fourth wall. Then that asks a good question because then the uh, whole movie didn't take place. What's the other guy's name? Not... Peter? Was it Peter? Yeah, because he. I was happy that he saved Peter. I was happy he saved Peter too. I think it. I think it is part of the movie. We've said this time and time again. Time travel really. I love Peter. <laughs> I, loved Peter. I loved him. I was so upset Money when he died. Bear. I was like, get away, get away from him. He's going to vomit on you. <laughs> oh, boy. I Even from the trailer <gasps> where he like said, no, I, don't, I just saw the ad. Right. And Zeph was like, you're in. Okay. Part, and that, then that the next scene is showing just, up. It's just him skydiving yeah. now. That was hilarious. That was wonderful. Um, oh, man. I do want him to be saved. I also I want, definitely him, want him to be saved. If he saved, then Vanessa Then saved. Vanessa has to be saved, too. That has problems for the rest of the movie. Um. And it also means that old Deadpool is dead and Ryan Reynolds is dead, it's also dead, dead, dead in this universe. In this universe. Um, but Green Lantern's also dead. Yes. So that's... Yeah. I'm, I'm and, and it just gets... I am that's just the issue. That's the issue with time travel. Then it just gets confusing if, if Vanessa was saved. The movie can't happen. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean. It's too much. It's too much. Time travel, I... It's messy. Time travel is messy when it shows up. And it is, and, and and you know you can only do so much. You with can that. only do so much, and and because you can do too much, you have to show restraint. You do, but it was funny. It was definitely funny too. Do you have another rant? No, you have one other rant. Should I, do? I have one other rant. I'll do mine then. Great. Um, Russell, I didn't care for Russell like at all. I get what they were trying to do with Russell. Right, that was his name. Right, right? yeah, the, yeah, yeah. I couldn't kid, remember his name. The kid that uh, Deadpool's trying to save because yes. he thinks that will get him into heaven with Vanessa. How oh, is that why he was doing it? Yeah. Oh, the, and that's wow. what I wrote down. Like that's, I said I don't understand how Russell is motivation for Deadpool. He vaguely believes it's what he needs to do to get to heaven. Uh, I missed that. What? It, it was it entirely. Was a, it was a weak motivation compared to the first movies. Motivation, which was just right. this guy messed me up. I'm gonna fuck him up. Right. You know that's a little bit more Deadpool. Yes, and it's point A to point B, and this was like fantasy realm. And then Russell himself was not enjoyable, right, to watch on screen because he was he was so whiny and angsty. I mean, he was. He was the stereotypical teenager that older people think of when they think, think of, of what teen- teenagers. Te- teenagers. Yeah. Um, he didn't have any growth right. from point A to point B. He, I was just tired of him. I was tired of him so early in the movie right. that I didn't care about Deadpool saving him. And was he supposed to be a tie-in to New Mutants? I the horror movie that's coming out that he Maybe. was like trapped in that asylum? Maybe. Being tortured? 
Yeah. I mean, it was the... Um, was that what they were doing with that? It might be. But if it did, it went right over my head. Right. Um, yeah, he was... He wasn't big enough to be a rant for me. Yeah. It was just difficult to me because like you said... Like, but he did take me... He, something about the character, not even the actor. Yeah. The character somehow didn't fit in that world. Yeah. I, I didn't believe that Deadpool would put up with all that shit. Right. Without some sort of right. back and forth or something. And here's the thing. My, my second rant is that there wasn't enough of Colossus mm-hmm. and Negasonic. Mm-hmm. And you spent all of this time with Russell. Mm-hmm. They could have just found a way to tell a better narrative story mm. with Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Yeah. Um, and Yumi? Oh, yeah, her girlfriend. Yeah. I really like her girlfriend. I was so disappointed that... That's what I mean. There wasn't... It she was, was barely used. That's what I mean. So yeah. they added... Russell felt like an added variable yeah. that they didn't need. Like, yeah. we've got Yumi. We've got Negasonic. We've got Colossus trying to pull Wade into the X-Men. There's yeah. already a story there. I loved when they opened the door and yeah. had the first... First class yeah, yeah. and original cast behind. Yeah. That was it. Was really good. That was wonderful. I, it, and that's just a, uh, that's also like a throwback to the first movie, right? When Costas is like, "I'm going to take you to see Professor X." Right. And he's like, "Oh yeah, Stewart or whatever." The right. No, that was this movie. No, because I was why it was in the other one too. At least he does. We don't see them, but he says it like Stewart or, or, or I can't or keep McAvoy. I can't, can't keep, keep your guys' timeline straight yeah. or whatever. Uh, that wasn't this movie? It's just... No, because I just watched the opening oh, fight okay. of the first movie because I I wanted to compare it to gotcha. the short gotcha. and how, how closely they were related. Oh, it's the same thing. Yeah. They just put extra time there's into... There's more stuff in... Yeah, there's a couple more. Fleshing things. out the bad guys yep. and not just making them all, like, faceless bald people. Right. But... Uh, That's great. But, I mean, I still really enjoyed it. Like I, I did, too. I had, oh, yeah. It was yep. a really fun... Strong agree. Movie, and I like that um, we can do these R-rated yep. movies because it just means it's not like we're going to see it because it's gruesome and it's and it's R-rated and yeah, but it allows them to not worry about um, casting such a wide net for an audience. Yep, you know what I mean. So you don't get that kind of division of of uh, where they're putting their effort into. I agree. It's all put into this story. Right. Strong agree. I have a big question before we move on. Great. And and, and it's, a, it's a legitimate question. I, I honestly don't know this. How does Deadpool's body know which part to regenerate? Because, like, <laughs> he was... He gets was, his hand cut off he gets his and hand just grows another foot. And he, and he grows in, but he grows another hand, but, like, why isn't his hand growing another Deadpool? Right. Or when he gets in this movie, he gets torn clean in half. Right. And he, why doesn't he grow? Why, doesn't he why aren't grow? there two dead? Yeah. Why isn't another Deadpool? What happened to the other part that got cut off? Right. Because I because some people would argue that like, well, it's it's his head. It's his like brain. If our, That's what makes like Deadpool if a rocket Deadpool. launcher blew up his his the upper half. Exactly. Which yeah. part would grow back a Deadpool? I don't have a. There's probably for it. not a answer. There's no to answer. That. It's the answer just, is it's a comic book. It's a comic book, and whatever part needs to grow back will will, and the rest will. And I guess I guess like his legs, as soon as they got torn off of him, just became riddled with cancer and died. 
Sure. Yeah. If they're not uh, growing back, then they're also getting their cancer back. Yeah, that's yeah. a fair point. Yeah. Yeah. So that's our thoughts on Deadpool. Deadpool. I have a big question. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, I thought you didn't have a big question. Are we going to get Deadpool 3? I know we're going to get an X-Force. Um, I don't think he wants to do a 3. I feel like you got the message that he's he did what he wanted to. Right. With this. And I'm, I'm fine. I, I really liked them. I hope the character continues to appear in things. Yes, I agree with that. I saw someone online say, and, and I would 100% go with this. This is what I'd like. I can't take credit for it. Someone posted online. I don't know who. Sorry. Stan Lee is very old. Yes. He is not going to be able to do cameos forever. Eventually, we will lose Stan Lee. Right. Once Stan Lee has passed, wouldn't it be great Deadpool if Deadpool just everything. makes all the cameos? In that, all the Marvel movies. That would be amazing. In just absurd ways. He right. could even be wearing the aviators and have a mustache. <laughs> you know? And just like... <laughs> he just becomes our new cameo that we right. love from. And I was like, that's great. I love that. That is great. That would be fun. But then can also throw down if need be. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would worry that... I, o- I only want a Deadpool 3 if Ryan wants a Deadpool 3. Right. If his heart isn't in it, I don't want it. Right. Because then it's going to... Well, I know they're doing X-Force. Yes. And he's in it. Yeah. And uh, it, it, the end, when he gets blown up and his suit turns black and gray, mm-hmm. that was a, a nod to his X-Force costume because X-Force is oh. black and gray. Oh, okay. So, like, that group that we saw at the end yeah. is X-Force. Okay. okay. Megasonic, Colossus, yeah. Russell, Yumi? Cable, Yumi, and Domino. Oh, Russell is going to be part of it. Yeah. Okay. I'm glad Domino's sticking yep. around because she was great. Where, where are we taking this oh, uh, Wonka Vader next? Wait, what was this taxi driver's name? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's just funny. Um, oh, I don't remember his name in it, but he's... Um, Darpender. He's a fun... Darpender. Yeah, yeah. Darpender. He's a fun straight man to Deadpool's, except in this one, he... Yeah. He's a he's murderer a now. He's a murderer. <laughs> yeah, I guess he murdered someone at the end of Deadpool 1, though, too, so... Darpender. Yeah, he's funny. Anyway, okay, yes. Let's... Uh, let's crisp high five, DP. <laughs> <laughs> let's fire up the uh, the Wonka Vader and let's uh, let's shrink it down. That means we're talking about Ant Man and the Wasp. Ant Man and the Wasp, the um, continuation of Ant Man that came out three years ago. Yeah, I don't know, but we saw it together. We did see it together. A yeah, very posh theater, very nice theater, and it, I think for us. It was a surprise. It was oh, like a yeah. surprise hit. Yep. Um, the Marvel Cinematic Universe was not yet what it is today. Nope. Uh, ever, we were kind of, eh, Ant-Man? What? Ant-Man? Yeah, it didn't make any we sense. We see it. We saw it. And holy moly, it was Did great. we like it? I, I mean, I'll go right out and say this. Shades is gesturing with his hand. Iron Man. Yeah, that's the top. Captain America. That's two. Ant-Man. Okay. In terms of... It's my top three. Like, intro movies. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. It's my top three. Oh, yeah. Um, Do you know why they're my top three? Why are they your top three? Because they can exist as standalone oh, yeah. movies. Yeah. Yeah, no, they are. And they I know can. Anthony Mackie guests in, and there's that little component, but it doesn't feel like it's part of this bigger thing. Mm-mm. Well, it's because everything in Ant Man is small. But I'm. Until well, he gets big. We'll, the, we'll the, get to the that. Newest one. So in the new one, um, Ant-Man and the Wasp, 
Yes. We have um, Hank Pym's daughter. Daughter. Hope. Jan- uh, Hope Van Dyne. Yes. Hope is uh, has taken on the mantle of the Wasp, yes. which which is what her mother her mother was. Janet Van Dyne, um, who played by Michelle Pfeiffer in yep, this movie, who who gave her life, sacrificed her life years ago to save Hank, to save Hank and a whole city. Yes, I guess. Um, so now she's the Wasp, and she is uh, doing what she's doing in hopes of reaching the quantum zone. Uh, because I believe uh, Mom is stuck in the quantum zone, Hank right. and Hope, and they have hope of this now because in Ant Man One, uh, Scott not only went to the quantum zone, he but returned, he, he returned, which so, they believe the quantum zone was a death sentence yes, until it was, that. It was impossible to to return from it. Um, Scott, on the other hand, has been arrested and placed under house arrest for his involvement in, in civil war. Civil war, yes, yeah. and so his time. Is almost up. Oh yeah, so we saw him three years ago. We saw him three years ago. His, his time has been three right. Years. And this, uh, so movie, I guess, Ant Man was four years ago. And this, uh, this is important to say. Uh, Ant Man chronologically takes place before Infinity War. Yes. The, before the Thanos snaps. So, um, spoiler alerts. Everything uh, that takes place in this. Yeah. It's not like they're doing this on the side while the universe is falling apart. Yeah, this and we true. knew that. But so the yeah. the next. The only Marvel movies that are going to drop before Avengers 4 are Ant-Man and the Wasp and mm-hmm. um, Captain, Marvel. Captain Marvel. And they are both set, set before yep. so, um, Infinity War. And um, Venom is, will be unrelated to this It is not part of the MCU. Storyline it's a Marvel movie, but it's standalone. Yep. Okay. Which, figure that one out because Spider-Man's part of the MCU. Yeah, it's getting really... Makes no sense how there's a Venom. It's getting really tough to follow, but that's... Interconnected universes, guys. That's, it's just the nature of the beast. It's just what it is, everybody. Um, what do you want to say about Ant-Man and the Wasp? The first thing I'll say about Ant-Man and the Wasp is... I felt like it was a misstep not to include the Wasp in the first answer. I strongly agree with that statement. Yeah. Yep. Um, I don't... And I loved, I loved Ant-Man. I, I loved I Ant-Man loved as well. It. It, I did not understand why the character, as someone sitting there watching the movie, like, why is hope in this movie? In the... When I Especially because the they, they show the, the wasp suit and yes. it's like, you're just teasing sequel bait at me. The, in the first movie, I, didn't, I did not think that. I did not, I did not think, why isn't Wasp in this movie? But now that we had this movie, right. I'm like, why wasn't Wasp in the last, right. last movie? Like, Especially because no they were training together yes. after the events of Ant-Man and before the events of Civil War. So you know that she's been wearing the suit and doing stuff and that she's capable of doing it. So why wasn't she? Just, just put it in. Like in the first movie, they gave the excuse that Hank didn't want his daughter to you know, get involved in right. his life. And 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 for just that movie, that made sense. Okay, that's all I need. But now, but now, but now we we go forward four right. years, and I'm like, well, it didn't take much, right? To, uh, to and it seems and, and like she's not even really doing hero work. She's right. kind of stealing just, stuff. Ste- yeah, she's stealing stuff for bad guys, but she's still stealing stealing stuff. stuff. Yeah, um, it makes it doesn't make sense. It's yeah. messy, and and it was just. Wasp is important to have in there because Ant-Man and Wasp, I feel, are always together. Yes. Always. So why didn't we just... I don't know. Do that. I don't know. Um, 
I didn't mean for that to get into a rant, but I guess that gets into rant well, let's territory. Just start with rants then. Okay, I guess that gets into rant ter- territory that that um, it now doesn't make sense why she wasn't part of the. Yeah, first it makes me movie. look back on the first one and it dimish- diminishes Diminish- my yes. my opinion it's, of the I last. I feel one. the exact same way. Yeah. Um, and my rant was that it's an interconnected. It's very obvious that it's interconnected now. Yeah. The first Ant Man movie stands on its own. Yeah. The second Ant Man movie does not stand on its own. No. It's too interconnected. Yes. The events of Civil War and then the snap weigh too heavily on the movie. Yeah. No, you you cannot watch Ant Man and the Boss standalone. Never no. seeing any Marvel other nope. Marvel movie. You can't. It relies too heavily on. That's just a. It's, it's too bad. That's just a bummer. It is. That's a real bummer. Uh, I also didn't like the my second rant. I didn't like the premise of the second movie. Uh-huh. Uh, like it's a rescue mission. Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, we're gonna rescue a character that I don't know and don't care about. I was much in more... a universe of sixty to a hundred characters, yes. forty of which. Like have appeared in a movie together and had more than one line of dialogue. Yes. Give me a character that I give a shit about. Yeah. And that I that's harsh. Like Michelle Pfeiffer's Janet Van Dyne, Van Dyne was a great character. It was interesting what they did with it. But I just I'm do you you know your theme song was very apropos. Yeah. I'm oversaturated. I'm oversaturated. I'm oversaturated. It's. It's this timeline is difficult, and by timeline I mean Marvel's timeline, like production timeline. Yeah. Because we're at a point in the MCU where I just want them to tidy up. Yeah. And cut some characters off. It's time. And it's it, time. And it looks like that's what's happening, but it hasn't been resolved yet. So I wasn't like, like you said, I'm not like, I'm full. I'm, I wasn't looking for another character to right. care about. At right. this time, just give me an adventure with the three of them: Hank, yep. Hank, Scott, and, uh, and, and Hope. Uh, Hope, yeah. It's it's tough because they wrote a movie in which we wouldn't have a movie without Janet, right? Without her being, without there being the hope that she could come out of the quantum zone. No movie. No movie. Hope would not be allowed to be the Wasp, and there'd be no motivation for them right. to be working together. And Scott wouldn't be pulled into right. to this adventure. I will say, once again, Scott was the best part yes. of it in that. I agree with you. I, I really didn't care about Hank and Hope and Mom at I didn't. that time. But I did care about Scott. Like, yeah. I was worried for him. Like, oh, like shit. he's got to get back. Right. Guys. He shouldn't he's... be here. Right. Guys. Okay. Um. Well, that'll piggyback into into one of my rants. Oh, I think it's my only rant I wrote down. The quantum zone. Yeah, I I, I, I could I could give a shit. Like I really, in the first movie, it was fine because right. it was just it was you thought it was a dead end, and it was it was it was a it was just a visual backdrop, right, to an event happening. But now it's basically turned into another land. Like we have Asgard. Right. Well, we used to have Asgard, right? And and we have um, uh, we still have Asgard. We still, we're it's a all of us are Asgard. Asgard, is uh, a except there's only like one left. There's only one Asgardian left. They're all dead. But it's spoilers. Like, it's like we just have. It's just another dimension. Yeah. Again, 
And, and was the Phantom Zone like the villain of this movie? You mean the Quantum Zone? Quantum Zone, whatever. Yeah. I kind of. Yes. Ghost wasn't really the villain. Ghost was certainly not the villain. They kind of like made her out to be. Um, they had, Goliath wasn't really the villain. They had a really. Um, Walton Goggins was the villain. But yeah, he, he was like really, a really light. But he wasn't. Like, he was, was what like was the villain of this villain. movie? The villain was like Scott having to get back to house arrest before they caught him. The villain, I guess, of this movie was time. And time. Yeah. It was, you know, Scott can't run out of time to, to do that. Um, as, they, they had to beat the clock. As lame of a villain as Yellow Jacket was, yeah. so much better. I, I think, and that fight sequence at the end of the first movie I think, on the, um, the train set, that I, was awesome. I think when I, when I said time, now I really think it was time. Yeah. because Time was the villain. Time was the villain for everybody. The, the, um, the, the new security business. Right. It's time was almost up. It was, right. it was going to fall, fail. Scott had days left just circumstance just, just to be circumstance yeah. and time with um, the villain hope and uh hank had to save mom at before this time yeah. or whatever uh ghost only had so much time to like it was yeah. it was basically just everyone's stories were intersecting at the same point and that was right. unfortunate because they were getting in the way of everybody's hey guys you know what doesn't make for a compelling villain in a movie time time not very cinematic, turns out. The other thing I didn't like about the Quantum Zone was um, it looked stupid. Yeah, I mean, it looked like I said in the first in the first movie it was fine because literally it was just this thing is happening to Scott. He's experiencing this like confusion and this everything, and then he comes out of it. But now that it's a world, well, great. Now we have to have laws. Right. That govern this world. And right. I don't want more laws to a world. Like, why can the quantum zone heal people? And, yeah. What the fuck is that? <laughs> if you get really small, you have healing powers? I don't get that. At all. Oh, yeah. I, the, don't, the, I don't know. The, and how, how could you steal that if you stole the power of the quantum zone, but it also killed Janet. They didn't oh, yeah. establish oh, why that was. How about, oh, they're getting Janet out of the quantum zone? Well, we'll we'll steal the quantum energy from her as she's coming out, and that will heal you, ghost. How the fuck do you know that? Right, like, right, 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 right. No one has ever... If you're going oh, to do something uh, like Einstein's that... Oh, that's Einstein's eighth law of thermoplastics. Yeah, you can't just pull that out of your head. Guys, it's not a real thing. At the moment that it's yeah. relevant. That's not good writing. Yeah. That had to have been somewhere way earlier in the movie. Yeah. And I know that in that moment, um, Janet healed Hank or whatever. Right. But they didn't Why? know that. They Ghost didn't know that and yeah. um, Goliath. Goliath didn't, didn't know that. How right. did they know that the quantum energy was going to... I don't know. The only thing I'll say positive about the quantum zone is that it's incredibly confusing. It makes no sense. Right. But our point of view character is Scott. And to Scott, it also it, makes no, no sense. sense. So at least we can latch on to him as right. all of this is happening and be like, I'm with you, Scott. I yep. have no idea what they're talking about. You know? Agree. Yeah. Do you have any raves? I do have some raves what for our camps, man. Uh, raves. Um, you want me to start? Yeah. Um, I will say, well, I was just talking about Scott. So let's talk more about Scott. Scott is a big rave of fun. Continuation of his story? I Yeah, I like him. He's... He's the most average Avenger. Yes. He's he's not that smart. He's not that strong. He's made bad decisions in life. 
continues to make bad decisions in life. He's, he's, he kind of gets a shitty end of, of things sometimes. Yep. Um, he has very little going for him. Except he's a good guy. He has that going for him. He's a good guy, and he's there for his daughter. And he's just trying to do right by her. And I like that there is some romantic chemistry between Scott and Hope. Mm-hmm. Sure. But that's not Scott's motivation. Right. He's not being driven by romantic love. He's being driven by yes. the love of a father for his daughter. And he's just trying to do right by her. I like that. Because yeah. we don't do you know why you like that it? enough. It's small. It's small. It's small. It's believable. And it immediately endears you to Scott. Yeah, it really does. A lot of times in a romantic relationship, you need to see the relationship. Right. To know if you're rooting for it. You need to see both players. You need to see if it's healthy both ways. You need to be invested. Scott has a daughter. Yep. That's all I need to know. I'm in. He wants to do right by his daughter. And they use his daughter really well. She's lovely and she's cute and she's nice. And they use her the right amount. They do. I loved the opening of this movie. With him playing with his daughter. Yes. Yeah. And nice. um, his partner like interrupts it. Like, yeah. Dude, come on, we're stealing the... I gotta go steal something with my daughter. Yeah. It was cute. Yeah. It was and really then cute. like the fun house aspect of it. Mm-hmm. It was small. small. And self-contained. And it was right. really... Which is the nice. trope of Ant-Man. But then Ant-Man just keeps much like Scott. Keeps growing and getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And, bigger and oh! Yes. Snap. <sighs> and at least at this point, I still feel that Scott himself as a character has, is still immune to that mess. Right around him, he is our rock Only in this. He's in this stuck storm. in the quantum zone. Oh, now he is. Yes, but I mean, he he has been. He's he's our rock that we can say, okay, he's stable. Yeah, he just wants yep. family life. Right, that's it. Well, let's hope they can figure out a way to hold on to that because uh, Paul Rudd is contracted for another seven Marvel movies. Wow. As RDJ and Chris Evans and Chris Helmsworth step out, mm-hmm. he will be stepping in in a larger capacity. Yeah. I just hope that they can, like you said, I hope they can keep him right. This like good guy, this good guy Scott, who right. I identify with and who I relate to. Like I'm not a multimillionaire, like, right. like uh Tony or or um, right. T'Challa. I'm not um a fish out of water like Captain. Right. I'm not the entirety of Asgard like Thor. <laughs> I'm just a guy. I'm just a guy just trying a guy to make my way through. You know? Just a thief with a suit. Yeah. Do you have a rave? I don't. You don't have any raves? No. Um, I mean, this movie, it was kind of like more of the same, but then a bunch of stuff I didn't want. Okay. And it really, it this movie took away from the first movie. It did. Oh, I just realized we didn't give scores. Oh, we didn't do, do scores for Ant-Man? We didn't do scores for Ant-Man. Whoops. Uh, Ant-Man, IMDb, 7.5. Uh-huh. Rotten Tomatoes. Critic score, 87. Fan score, 80. Metacritic, 70. Critic score, 
7.4 fan. Okay. I gave it an 85. Okay. Good. I, again, I lumped them together, the two of them together, and I averaged them at a 92. My first Ant-Man, high 90s. My Ant-Man 2, yeah. high 80s. I would give Ant-Man 96. Yeah. That fight sequence. Mm -hmm. The that, end fight sequence? The end fight yeah. sequence. On Thomas that, the Train. That pans out on Thomas the Train. Yeah. And is just a Thomas, like, wow. Yeah. Well, that's my other, that's my other rave. Wow. Because just it's, wow. It's a rave for both. we didn't both. get that in this movie. Instead, right. we got all of this, like, convoluted shrinking cars and, yes. like, expanding cars. And then, oh, take another car out. And the like, building. The building. Guy, like, I, apparently Hollywood hasn't learned this lesson. You can't spend your way to a successful movie. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much you spend. And if Solo and Infinity War and Justice League and you know, Last Jedi has told, taught us nothing, you can't just throw money at the wall and get like critical acclaim. It's, it's, it's so odd. Sequels so often... This has been a summer of sequels. Yeah. I mean, almost every Everything's movie a sequel. I've seen has been a sequel this summer. What's been an original movie that we've seen lately? I can't think of one. I can't either. There would be way too much dead air on this episode if right. I had to stop and think of that. When I see a sequel, it, it just gives it, it it gives me less and less faith in Hollywood and like in like right. what the people who make these decisions think we like. Because you can take something great and then you can make a sequel that you realize they didn't know what we liked about the first one. Yep. They didn't get it. It was a fluke. Yeah, like they just pumped into the second one. And I'm not just talking Ant-Man. I'm I'm talking a lot of movies recently. Right. Um, that it's like, that's not why we liked it. Right. Um, <laughs> and now that you focused on that, we like this a lot less. Right. You know? Right, right, right. Um, and that was the quantum zone in this movie. Yes. You know? Um, going off what you said, though, with the Thomas the Train scene yeah. and everything, because I did my, my raves for both, I did. I just liked. I liked the fights that play with size. I mean, yeah. it's, that's Ant Man's thing, and it's it's fun. And the closest thing we got into was a very short fight in um, the kitchen towards the beginning. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. very short. Yes, but that's the kind of the closest we got. Yep. Um, so you take what you can get, you know. But I don't know. It's fun, and I know a lot of times we have trouble with um, all CGI backgrounds. Yes. and everything. It works with this. It does. When you're teeny tiny yes. and everything's really, really big around you. I mean, it's, it's like everything's out of focus. Kids, yeah. you know? And it's yep. it's just fun. It's like fun right. for your eyes. It's 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 but again, you're doing it in such a way that it works. Like in the same way we were talking about Sequest, why Sequest still holds up is because the scenes are underwater. So yep. it makes sense that it's blurry. Yep. And if you if otherwise it would look ridiculous. Yes. It's like obviously. Paul Rudd isn't shrinking down yes. to the size of an ant. And so, he, you know, on a green screen with the, the background slightly out of focus works and makes sense. And it, and and it, it adds to the storytelling as a device. And it, it, hits, it hits a primal part of our brain that finds odd-sized things funny. Yeah. I mean, it just reminds me of 
Chris Farley doing fat guy, guy in a little coat. Belt. Yes. I mean, there's just something about things not being the right size. There's nothing that to just, that, Joe. That, there's nothing to it. But somewhere in our head, we go, <laughs> that's funny. Like, <laughs> these two things do not go together. Big, or that shouldn't <laughs> be small. And it's just, right. Something we're wired right, to right, already right. find that yep. entertaining. So it's like uh, big dogs that think they're lap dogs. Yeah, it's just funny. Yes, it's, it's funny and it's funny. endearing, yeah. and it's just that's 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 the part of Ant Man that we like. Yep. Also, Ant Man Two had very few ants. Yeah, I liked an Ant Man uh, One how he, he had a lot of ant to do. Yeah, and they kept trying to the the trope with that was his aunt kept dying. Yeah, and he kept, kept coming up with new names. new names for the aunt. But then I was just like, oh my god, he's just killing ants. He's just killing ants. Yeah. That's terrible. I felt so bad when the seagulls kept picking them That's up. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The seagulls kept eating the ants. In the first movie, he, he, he was emotionally attached to Antony, yes. so we were emotionally attached yes. to Antony. I and didn't it, care about any of his aunts, except the one that was living his life for him. Oh, yeah, the one playing the drums the, and everything. Playing the drums yeah. and watching TV yeah. and sitting in the bathroom for yeah. two hours. What the hell is that about? Yeah. He likes bubble baths, guys. He likes a good bubble bath. That's what that was about. That was some of the most... the. The most fun I had in the movie was honestly like Scott protecting himself to that cop. Right. Because that cop was good. I forget the yeah. actor's name, but I like him. Uh, he's, I've seen him uh, in a bunch of other stuff. Well, he's uh, on uh, Fresh Off the Boat, right? Oh, yeah, I think he is. I haven't seen that show, but I I, I've, I know him from um, uh, Veep. He plays oh, the, he plays the yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Um, and they had they had a good relationship. They 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 had a good acting chemistry. They did between the two of them. He was perfect. I'll see you around, Scott. Like, oh, like when? Like, go out to like dinner? To go out to dinner? No, I meant around. Like I'm gonna arrest you. But I mean, did you want? Did, did you want to go out to dinner? <laughs> 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 it was just, like they had they had a good back and forth. They had right. a good play yeah, back yeah, and yeah. forth, and, and I liked them. I liked them a lot. Let me ask you one last question. Sure. Um, if it's a rave or rant, or if it's just nothing. Sure. What did you think of Ghost? Or is it just nothing to? I never, I never cared about her story, um, and I think they did a good job of giving me a reason why I should care about her story. Uh-huh. But I just never cared about her story. She was too ruthless. She was. She was desperate. She was desperate at the yeah. end. She was. She was at the end of her life. It was just too much. I I liked Ghost in that it was nice. To have a villain that wasn't a mustache twirling villain. Yeah. Um, Yellow Jacket was really cool, but he was just he was like a Lex Luthor. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. And in this, it was like, oh, this is a this is a villain who not only do we have to beat her right. and thwart her, but then we have to turn around and help her right. too. Uh, because we have to figure that out. Um I didn't I understand have, her power though, how her quantum zone yeah, let her I don't, go through walls either. and stuff. She was Very, out of phase yes. or something, but I don't understand how that was part of the quantum zone. Quantum zone. Um, quantum zone is turning into like the force. Like the quantum zone can just do whatever. She knocked Hank Pym down yes. a lot. They really turned him into a douchebag in this movie. Yeah. And I read somewhere it's because he's very difficult to work with oh, really? on the set of the movie. Oh boy. Um just because he doesn't give a shit anymore. Yeah. You know, he's Michael Douglas. He beat cancer. He's kind of he's getting up in his age. He doesn't yeah. give a shit anymore. He's feeling a little untouchable. Yeah. Um, but not like to the point where he's like a diva, but he's just like, yeah. I don't like just just, just do the scene. I don't like, have I don't to need, deal with yeah. things that I don't want to deal exactly. with. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, and that's how I feel about this podcast. <laughs> she didn't feel like the right villain for this movie. Yeah. She didn't fit. Yeah. I almost wish... Yeah, like you said, I wish her story was told differently. Or elsewhere. Yeah. And not congruently to the quantum zone. She would have been a great Iron Man villain. Sure. Especially yeah. with the suit. Yeah. And she can phase through things. Yeah, so absolutely. there's nothing you can do to touch her. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you like, have to use the science smarts to help you know, her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, she just didn't fit with Is the story. Is she an existing Ant-Man villain? Maybe. Or? I don't know. Yeah. I knew nothing about Ghost. I don't know. this. Um, what did you think of the scene? Because uh, I actually liked it a lot. When Scott kind of channeled the... Spirit of Janet, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. He oh, yeah. did good. Paul did. He did great. Really well there because he did great. It wasn't just he put on a girly tone right, of right. his voice yeah. and it was like offensive. Like no. he had the mannerisms yep. and everything. The little side. It of was the, right up the, there with uh, Jack Black teaching. Um, oh yes, it was. It was um, uh, Karen. Uh, Karen Gillian. Yeah. had a had a van. Yes, it was. Yeah. Yes, that was good. And I also thought it was. It was smart to give... What, is his name uh, Luis? Yes. Truth serum. Yes. Because I was like, how do you take that Luis was great. from the first movie? That was great. I loved that He is a big rave. Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw that in there. Thank you. Because I was like, Luis how do you, how do you take him from the first movie. movie and like up him? You know? Don't just give us the same, but don't ruin him. Right. It's tough to do. Right. They succeeded. They succeeded. Yeah. Truth serum. He can't stop talking. Right. It's great. I saw some, some all those guys were great. Someone online was like, uh, when the uh when the Infinity More um DVD comes out, the running commentary has to be from Luis. From Luis. <laughs> <laughs> Just so that we can get the backstory of all the characters if we haven't if we haven't. That's it. fantastic. All right. Uh, do you have any big questions for Ant Man before we move on? I, how are they gonna get him out of the quantum zone? That is the question. That is the question. I just don't. Maybe he's going to get so small that he'll like fall out the other side into the past. Maybe. That's the only thing I can think of because the time has no meaning in the quantum zone. But, but Janet's still aged. Yeah, that's true. But that brings me to my big question is... Uh, how is Janet not dead? How is Janet not what dead? Did, what did she eat? Where did she find cloth to make her but, Jedi robe? Yeah. Why did we need a Jedi robe reveal yeah. where she like takes a hood I down? I don't know. I was... I honestly said out loud to my cousin who I saw in the movie, where did she get the cloth? Right. She got human-sized cloth yes. with her. Crazy. It is. Crazy. Um, my, uh, my, that wasn't my real question. My real question is, <laughs> is uh, they played a lot with these vehicles, right? That yeah. shrink and, yep. and everything. And uh, I wrote, if I understand correctly and, and size relativity yeah. and everything like that, to keep up with larger vehicles relatively, that tiny vehicle has to be booking it. Yeah. That has to be flying. Yes. So if your car can go that fast, why shrink at all? You can avoid right. everything if you can go that right. fast. Yes. You're just making yourself so vulnerable. So vulnerable. Yes. All you need is, no one can see you. All you right. need is one wrong turn of another car. And you're all gone. you need is like one person to step off of a curb. I mean, it, it was a neat visual but it was this is the so problem of ant-man when they keep establishing the laws of like how the power works like the reason that he shrinks is because he retains his mass 
Like Hank, they said, yeah. Hank shouldn't be able to move the building. Yeah, he shouldn't be able to carry a tank around in his pocket for right. the whole movie. The yeah, whole first movie. You shouldn't be able to carry around a a, a carrier of uh, Hot Wheels Hot that Wheels are actual, car, actual cars. cars. According to the laws they established, they established in the first, in movie. The first movie, and now they're it's a big like, problem. Well, fuck it, right? Like, just forget that. Yes, we got it. Parsecs, Pars- exactly. Yeah. Parsecs. Yeah. I was just going to say that. Yeah. You beat me to it. I beat you. I beat you. All right, should we move on from Ant Man? All right, we have uh, power up the uh, Wonka Vader. All right, Here on we our go. way to Harlem, right? Yes. Uh, Luke Cage. Luke Cage, season two. I have said it before. I will say it again. I think Luke Cage is the best of all of the Marvel shows. Mm -hmm. Um, And Daredevil season one will always have a place near and dear to my heart. But anything that starts it, you know, it's it's hard to to ignore. But Luke Cage, in a way that even Daredevil Mm -hmm. has not achieved, has remained consistent in terms of telling a narrative story and like remaining true to a character. And hitting the beats across their season, and now multiple seasons, and Defenders. Mm -hmm. In a way that the other characters don't. Well, and I think uh, even though these all take place in the same world. Right. Luke Cage's story is the most believable. Yes. Uh, No ninjas. Nope. uh, No ninjas, no kung fu. Right. Like, uh, it's... Well, a little kung fu. A little kung fu when Danny Rand yeah. shows up. But Spoilers, it's, Danny it's, Rand um, shows up for an episode. It's fun. Not really. It's, it's super <laughs> rooted in reality. Yes. You, you can look at this plot and go, yeah. Take away that Take away that Luke Cage is bulletproof. Yes. You go, okay, that's yep. that's just a, a show. That's a, a crime drama set in New York. Yep. You know? Uh, and in, in this season, I felt like his Man. bulletproofness didn't even come up all that much. Uh... It came up from time to time, but it, it was... Yeah, it wasn't a big deal. It wasn't a big deal. And it didn't need to be. Nope. To be a great, to be a great uh, season of Luke Cage. Oh, yeah. Do, do we want to give any, any synopsis of, of Luke Cage? Or? Uh, I mean, I feel like we did it in the Defenders episode. Yeah, I mean, this is just his, the continuation of, of his story. story. And uh, still up at odds, Mariah uh, yep. Stokes. Stokes? Stokes? Dillard Stokes. Dillard Stokes. And shades, yep. Which is who you named yourself after. Yes, that is that is true. Um, There's actually a a, a suit pending. Uh, is MCU. there? Yes. yes. Um, Are you throwing I, shade? Are you throwing I, shade? I have shades? hopes that I'm going to win. I hope so. I mean, I uh, I'm, con- I'm to, confident. We're I'm confident. Have to change the name of this podcast. I'm confident. I'm going to win. Geeking out that. with dark glasses guy and sketch <laughs> goggles. <laughs> goggles. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's just the the continuation of saving saving the soul of Harlem. Yeah, basically, and uh, I, I just think they took what they established in the first season and just improved upon it. It's I think it's a rare example where a sequel, yeah, is better than the the first. The tone is so consistent. Yeah, someone at the wheel has a steady hand. Yeah, they're not letting this thing go off the tracks. Agreed. Um, the writing is phenomenal. So good. I love a show like this. This is this is um I've said it before about anime. I like a show where you can tell the whole story is already known. Yes. Before any filming begins. Mm-hmm. We don't like 
some of our DC shows. Right. Arrow. Yeah, they have no idea where that story is going. It just goes and goes right. and goes and goes and goes. You can you can tell that they had a very clear idea of what was going to happen on yes. Arrow through season five. Yeah, they didn't necessarily know how they were going to get there, but uh, is Arrow on season seven now? I don't. I, I think that yeah, I think they finished six. They had no idea what they were doing after season I five. I thought they finished season six. You're not actually. missing anything. Um, but Luke Cage and all the Marvel Netflix shows. Uh, Moderately agree. The only reason, I mean, I don't think they have any idea what's going on with Iron Fist. I think what Iron Fist had against it was that it had to set up defenders. Yeah, in their head. Yep, and it suffered from that. Agree. Um, they I'll they they that. didn't allow season one of Iron to Fist breathe. to be a self-contained yeah. Danny Rain story. Yep, this has to be the prequel of Defenders, and I feel like that was disadvantageous to them. To, to that. Well, we'll see what they do with season two. We will see, because that, that will, coming, that will really soon. tell us. Um, but for the most part, these shows, their individual seasons, have a clear path yes. that they want to take. It's not a straight path. Right. But it is a well-defined path that we as the viewer follow yes. from start to finish. And we're entertained, compelled, and shocked a lot of the oh. times. What was your reaction to the end of this season? Um, I was disappointed, but not not like with the show. Right. With Luke. With Luke. I was yeah. disappointed at like, yes. like where he yes. ended up. So again, not disappointed. Like the show's great. Maybe yes. this is a good time to do my score. Yeah. I, I, I gave uh, Luke Cage season two a 97. I, I thought it was great. Specifically season two? Yeah, I was. Just, I did just season two. Of yep, I gave season two of Luke Cage a ninety six. Yeah, I mean it's it's really and a lot of really that good. was was the villain of this season, Bushmaster. Bushmaster, yeah. Oh man, yeah. Um, should we do the internet scores? Sure. We already gave ours yeah, away. Yeah. Um, Rotten Tomatoes critic score ninety four percent. Wow. Uh, fan score eighty two percent. IMDb seven point five. Metacritic. 7.5. That's a big I know. difference. Yeah. Well, that's like overall the show. Okay. Too. They don't split up seasons. Metacritic, uh, season two, 7.9 fan score, 80% critic score. Wow. Okay. Google reviewers, 96% of yeah. Google reviewers love Luke Cage. Yeah. Some of those, I, I would be I feel like those are so low. I'm so shocked yeah. at some of those score, scores. Because it's just good television. Yep. Regardless that it's about a hero, mm-hmm. it just. I think you. some of the best elements of this season were Misty. Oh, strong agree. Strong her agree. story. Misty had a great uh, arc this season, and she's just she's a character you root for. Yeah, here's a great use of CGI: so Luke, removing a character's arm. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, and then what's not a great use of CGI? Mm-hmm. Animating and a robotic arm. What a great way to give her a robotic arm. Just a glove and some plastic gauntlets that went over it. Believable, easy, and it worked. Well, that was going to be my big question. Was you. it a robotic arm? No. Yes, no. it was a robotic no. arm. No, that was obvious. <laughs> my question was specifically to you. Okay. Does Misty's new arm bother you the way other Marvel shortcuts bother you? No, not no. at all. Okay. It does not bother me at all. Okay. I thought I thought that was a great use of, a, it didn't, of 
it didn't bother me, but I will be honest that it was a shortcut to be sure. Yes. And when I, when I saw it, like, okay, so she, she has no arm for the first couple episodes, uh, the first four. And then Maybe? she, then they give her her big fight scene without an arm yep. to prove that she can, she doesn't, she need, doesn't it. need it. Right. And then she gets the arm. And all I could think of in the back of my head was you saying it was obvious that, you know, Chris didn't want to wear the eye patch anymore. Right. Or, or Robert didn't want to be on set anymore. Like, right. all I could hear was you say, because now that's what, I, <laughs> that's what I have now when I watch things. And, Isn't that funny how that, like, that's happened? And I go, oh, I wonder if Shades is going to be pissed that they gave her an arm so soon in the, in the, no, the series. It didn't bother me at all. I mean, you get specifically it. You get because, specifically because they did the fight without it. Mm-hmm. They established she didn't need it. Yeah, they did. If they had started the series and she had the arm, yeah, it would have bothered me. Yeah, it was like, well, how are we going to do this? Yeah, you're going to paint the lower part of her arm green and digitally remove it because yeah. that takes you ten seconds with technology now. No, I, the way they did it, and then that they did just a practical costuming robotic arm, mm-hmm. big rave, big rave. The everyone. Everyone was such a dick to her about yep. not having an arm. Yep. It, it, that whole is that a thing? Like, and, yeah, are, I are mean, yes, that dickish. Yes, about other things uh, with with uh, with prosthetics guess, or like yeah. def, you know uh, physical uh, uh, co- like cosmetic blemishes. Yeah. She just uh, she lost like her arm baldness, in the line of duty and, and uh, like, like people who have like um get injuries and then like their lip doesn't heal. Yeah. I guess like, specifically yeah. I meant her fellow cops. They're all douchebags. Yeah, they were such dicks because those they, co- like that precinct in general she were lost such it. douchebags. She lost it in the line of duty and everyone's like What was your reaction to the, like the new detect the new chief getting killed? What was your reaction to that? I was I was not spoilers. The new chief gets killed. Yes, we gave spoilers to all Marvel. Yes, we did. I was not surprised he got killed. Yep. I was surprised. It was earlier than I thought he would be killed. Agree. Um. And I was fine with it. I was one hundred percent fine with his death. Yeah. Uh, I was. Because he was a douchebag. In these Marvel shows. That's right. I said it. He was. It's it's kind of convinced me that I'm wrong. It's kind love of love that man. It's kind of getting a little. Um, yes, I think of you every time. <laughs> I want to make one. Oh, maybe one of our long-term listeners. Will make maybe one. I want to make one of your face on that and uh, me superimposed in the background, holding up a sign that that says "Spoiler alert: You can't." You can't. <laughs> but. I love that meme. Maybe the Marvel Netflix <sighs> universe is getting to that point that Walking Dead did to me where I'm getting very desensitized yep. to characters' deaths. I'm so over so it. So I start a series now and I'm like, well, not everyone's going to make it. Nope. Who's going to bite it? And then that cop was top of my list. Yeah, for, he was for not going to make not it. not going to make it um, in this series. I was, I was very shocked. Mm-hmm. That they killed Mariah. You were. I was. Okay. I and I saw that they were setting it up. She, Alfrey Woodard, mm-hmm. has been so good in this series. I, it's gonna be. I mean, I don't know how they're going to deal with it. Yeah. I mean, and you know, spoilers. Luke winds up 
he's Luke is the new Cottonmouth, essentially. Yep. He's the head of the Harlem Crime Syndicate. Yep. He's in Harlem's Paradise. He's decked out and he got his suit. He got his Power Man suit. So Power Man traditionally wears yellow and black. And yeah. he's given up his hoodie for a very nice, finely trimmed yellow and black suit. I was surprised. Not the suit we thought he was going to get. I was surprised that they killed her. I was also fine with it. Yeah. I was ready yep. for the Stokes story to be done. To be brought to an end. Um, I I like and I appreciate that it, it took two seasons yes. to conclude that um, storyline. It, it w- I would not have been satisfied if it was just a new villain right. this season. Yep. Unrelated. Um, she was a great villain in that she could come out of anywhere. Yep. You really had no idea what you were dealing with. Not in an over-the-top, like, Joker-esque way. Just right. in, like, a very dangerous, I don't know this person at, at all. What motivates her or what she wants. And um, and that was great. Yep. And we were just starting to understand what motivates her and what she really wants and who she really is. And that's why I was like, it's time. Yep. It's time to end her before she turns into a character that I'm no longer interested in. Right. And I, I could give two shits about like she still died at a time where I was. What's she gonna do next? Yeah, like I was, I was, I was glad. Like yeah. I was, still, she was still a villain. I was glad to see her get taken. Right. Um. And what? And what happened to Shades? He's in prison. Now, he's right? in prison. Yeah, yeah. He's, in prison. he's out. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, he is in prison. Yeah, he got arrested because yep. he he. The only way he was protected is if she um right what got. Got taken down, or yeah, indicted, and, and she, she got died. Killed, so, huh, yeah. oh well, oh well, shades. Back to prison. Sorry, things are not coming up. Shades. They're not. Not in the series. Do you want to? Um, we've just kind of been raving. Do we want to yeah. like specify any of our raves? I mean, it's tough because it's such a good uh, Bushmaster. Good, yeah, Bushmaster. and the whole motif of this. See, like, uh, Bushmaster's little, little my known one. fact, guys. Little known fact. Shades loves reggae. Uh, one do of you my, really? I really do. Oh. One of my favorite songs of all time is. Uh, Disco Devil, mm-hmm. which is a remixed version of the song I Chase the Devil, mm-hmm. um, which was Bushmaster's theme that you kept hearing. Great. And that, oh, I love reggae. I love the whole motif. The, it, was, it was difficult as shit at times to understand what yes. they were saying, but I think that also worked. Not a rant for me, but it was... It, it made me pay attention. It made me pay attention, but it also frustrated me because I would watch a scene two, three times and, and still get 70% of it. But I think, yeah, I mean, I... Th- and I hope I got enough. I think I, that's important sometimes and for I'm us to being... hear, to see in a world that's increasingly becoming so homogenous, yeah. I think it's important to see things like that and hear I wasn't, things like that. I wasn't mad about it. I was just getting no, frustrated yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm with why, you. why can't I... Why, why did he do that? And what a villain. Great villain. What a villain. Great villain. And story. Um, He's up there with Fisk for me. And, he uh, really is. And Kilgrave. Yeah. Yeah. As far and, as, uh, as great villains. Diamondback in season one was okay. Diamondback was a little, uh, was a little cartoony. cartoony. Yeah. yeah. He was a little caricature. Yep. This was a bit, man. So Bushmaster I loved is, all those fights. Um, 
Bushmaster is a character who comes into season two. He is of a uh, he comes from a Jamaican family. Well, so do the the Stokes, right? And, and, and I was going to say they um, they were in business with the Stokes at one point, the st- and the Stokes really screwed them over. Yeah, so uh, royally. Yes, the these two families opened Harlem's Paradise together mm-hmm. and brewed Bushmaster rum. Yep. Or uh, distilled, distilled, distilled Bushmaster rum. I felt people right in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could yeah. feel Thank it. You. <laughs> I caught myself distilled Bushmaster rum together. Yeah, uh, and then at some point, um, the Stokes screwed them over. They, they well, first the over uh, they had agreed to split everything 50-50, Yeah, and the Stokes didn't want to do that, and they they killed uh, a lot of people. That basically the entire family. And Bushmaster, as a surviving member of the family, has. A vendetta against Mariah. Yes. The surviving member of her, of her family. family. Yep. And really, uh, Luke and all of Harlem are just basically caught in the crossfire yes. of this like familial grudge. Yeah. I did not understand why Luke was so dead set on saving Mariah. Just because she was like from Harlem. Yeah, it, it was if it was convoluted. It was weak. I think it, it might have just been so much as like if Luke wanted to save Harlem, he would have kept people out of Bushmaster's way yeah. and basically delivered well not delivered Mariah, but he would not have hid her away in and such I, a way that he did. I think to him that was a a defining feature of a hero that I will protect someone regardless of what I feel. But that's not necessarily heroic because there's a lot oh, of collateral oh, no, no, damage. No, no. Oh, it, was, I, I agree. it was weak storytelling and I'm, character the, the heroic thing for Luke would have been to say, I need to sacrifice oh, yeah, no, I agree. my code. I'm saying that I, I feel like that, that was the reason written into, oh, into yeah, the story. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially with everything that happened with Claire at the beginning of the season yes. where his anger was out of control. Yes. And uh, he really learned he, had to, he, he has to rein himself in. Right. I think to him, this became a way that he could prove right. that he wouldn't let his anger overtake him. Right. Not the right decision to make. Right. But to him, it, it was a flawed decision. I'm not going to say it's a, a purely wrong decision because it was coming from a, a place of good and self-growth and everything like that. But it was it had consequences he did not intend or didn't think through. Yeah. I will agree with that. Plus, you sympathize with Bushmaster. Oh, yeah. As you learn about. I mean, he starts off incredibly menacing. Yes. And incredibly gruesome and incredibly dangerous. The episode where they worked together was my favorite episode. Yeah. yeah. In, that, in that warehouse. Yeah. That yeah. was great to see. It was really good. My other, my other rave is just the whole story. I mean, it's so well written. Yeah. Like, there's it's, not much more you can say about that. It is that. the it's, best it's of a, the Marvel It's an shows. incredibly well written Season and I 100, believe, 100% believe if they get a season three. I don't know how they won't get a season three. Right. I heard it's canceled. Really? Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that would be a terrible decision. I could only see that happening if, like, Misty or Luke wanted out. Like, the actor or actress yeah. wanted out. But I, I couldn't see them wanting out. I hear it's through the grapevine. Maybe that's changed. Um, this was, like, after Defenders. Huh. They were saying that was one of the shows that was getting mixed. I, I would be a huge shocked. mistake. To I me. would be shocked if, if but if uh, I I think they one hundred percent know exactly what's going to happen in season three. Yeah, 
I think they have a very clear yeah, idea of where this is going. Especially with how this season ended. That's what I mean. How can you not, how can you not give us a season I think three? that was their... I think the end of season two was their way of guaranteeing that they get a season three because yeah. you can't leave Luke Cage no. as the villain. No, you can't. I liked... Do you have any... Oh, sorry. I liked... Um, I didn't write this one down, but in talking about Ant-Man, it made me realize, and Deadpool, actually, one of the things I liked about this show, this this season in particular, was within the first couple seasons, they got rid of a couple characters mm-hmm. without killing them off. Right. They gave them story-driven, organic ways to leave yeah. this plot. So you could kind of take a breather and be like, okay, I can take in these new characters. Yeah. Because I don't have to worry about these characters anymore. Yes. They didn't have to get killed off. But we, we as the viewers, had permission to, to not, not think care about them, them. Yeah. For, for this. And that was smart. And I wish some of the movies would do that. Yep. You know, you don't have to kill them. Yep. It's okay for one movie I don't see Pepper Potts. Yep. Okay. But, you know, like, that, that's okay. I'm okay with that. Just off doing something. Yes, that's fine. Hawkeye took the deal. Barely, barely even need to, yeah, like, Hawkeye took right. the deal. Like, that was, that was fine with me in Infinity War. Like, here you go. Here's these two characters who aren't here. Right. And here's why. Okay. Great. Great. I don't have to worry about them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry. I, I, do you have any? Do you have any rants? I have one rant, and it's more. It's more of a. It's more of a worry than a rant. Okay. Do you have any rants? Yes, just one. Okay, go ahead. Do yours. Uh, too many episodes. Okay. And, and it's a criticism and a rant for all of these. Yeah. Shows. You think we can do it a little shorter? Yeah. More succinct. What, what was I mean, it? Thirteen. Thirteen. You think we can do it in ten? I think we could do, probably do it in six. Okay. okay. And and tell a story. And tell that story. Yeah. Probably in six episodes. Maybe you have to cut out some characters. Yeah. But uh, did we did we really need? But I just gave you permission to cut out exactly. Some characters. But like, uh, did we really need a whole episode with Danny? No. No. I feel like did we, we need... did to make like those diehards happy of power, uh, whatever. You power call Man it. and Luke, Iron Fist. Luke Cage and Iron Fist. But rather than cramming that all into one episode, mm-hmm. shoot those scenes, spread it out o- over the course of mm-hmm. like. And Danny showed up, and they spent a day together. Mm-hmm. That's hand fisting it in there. Yeah. Like, make it organic. Yeah. Make okay. Danny Rand's going to be in this season of Luke Cage, in the season, and like give him like I don't know. Maybe he's in like ten pauses. episodes of this Pop-up. episode. Yeah. Maybe he's in a half hour of this episode. Maybe he's in like fifteen minutes of this next episode. Mm-hmm. That when Luke needs backup, he shows up and fights. Like or or gives him the spiritual guidance. Like, I felt it's like a check-in. Um, I felt similarly about Colleen. Yeah. In that, uh, for starters, I think Colleen and Misty have much better chemistry together than Luke. Cage I and agree. Danny Rand. Their team up uh, took place very early in the season, and I kept wondering, "Where's Colleen?" I kept right. expecting Why is, her to come I kept back. Expecting her to come back. There's a lot of shit going on. Yes, and they're such close friends. Yep. That I was like, "Well, we've established." That I 100 percent didn't believe after that episode that Colleen wouldn't show back up and help right. her. And then I was also this was, uh, two rants, two rants. Um, by putting making Misty the new captain, mm-hmm. it prevents them from doing the Daughters of the Dragon storyline. Which is the thing that I most want at this point. Colleen and Misty operating as Daughters of the Dragon. 
They're did, they're detect private and agency. did I um I I, I might have missed it. I thought she was captain just for a short period of time and then gave it to. Then they got someone in to replace. I thought that. No 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 the the chief of of police shows up. Uh-huh. The old captain who from the first season that got yeah. promoted comes back and like just kind of steadies the water and then promotes Misty to captain. Okay. Well, you know. She quit once. She could quit again. Yeah, I was I was very excited when she quit. I was after too. having I was seen Colleen. That she I was came back. I was mm-hmm. yeah, very bummed that she came back. Yeah, because I had Captain. the same thought. I did think that this All right, is, now Misty and Colleen, Colleen are going to yeah. tear shit up. And in a show that I've praised the writing of, and I mean, I, I couldn't even tell you for the most part which episodes were which. Yeah, it flowed. Uh, it flowed. I, I couldn't stop. I I oftentimes just had to stop mid-episode, like to right. finally go to bed, right, and then pick back up. You really, yeah. you really, episodes don't stop at a place where you're like satisfied. You want to watch that. Next oh one. no! Uh, one of the episodes start like st- ended just as the fight began. Yeah, uh, between him and Bushmaster. So you had to start yes. the next episode. And so it was so strange to have this Danny block. And this Colleen block. Right. But the Colleen block fit organically. The Danny block didn't fit. The the Colleen block fit organically, but it did not make any sense why it didn't continue. Exactly. That didn't make any sense why it didn't continue. And then the other thing that took me out, so maybe a third rant would be the episode where they're holed up in the building. Because mm-hmm. it, it took me out of the flow of the series. So yeah. the Danny episode and like the building raid episode yeah. didn't fit organically. Yeah. Yeah, the Danny the Danny episode had this like really stiff start and end. Yep. And the Colleen episode started very organically yep. and it completely made sense. And then it just right. stopped. It made no sense. And you were like, well, that doesn't make any sense based on what you just told me about right. Colleen and Misty's relationship. Right. Like she yeah. would be in on all this. Yes. Yeah. You know? Um I I guess that would just be a production decision of when they bad production put decision. those in. Yeah. Well, my um, my like worry or my concern is just that I've noticed now that all three of the season twos, yes, have had the same pattern. Okay, a villain with the same or similar abilities shows up, while our hero is reconciled with the fact that a person from their past is back in their life after either dying or having cut complete ties with. Them. All right, there we go. Eat. So it's like. That and is, they've all been great. See, uh, yep. Season two of Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Jessica Jones did it great. And yep. now Luke Cage did it, but it's like... We know it's going to happen in Iron Fist too. Uh, okay, guys, but we have like... We got to break out of that a little bit. Do you think um, Shao Lao, the Undying, is going to appear? Maybe. I mean, Iron it, Fist it puts in my mind the fact that like, are we going to get one of Danny's parents, parents yeah. and or a sister? Didn't he have a sister? Yep. Like... Maybe. I don't know. It just... It just got me worried when I realized. I think I was thinking like, this is nice to have Luke like fighting someone who like has his abilities, like right. has his strength and has and it's nice. Like, and then I was oh, like, wait. oh, Jessica kind of had that too, right. and her mother. Oh, oh wait, so did uh, right. Matt when uh, he had Electra. Electra, yeah. Um, oh, wait a minute, guys. Wait, we're doing the same thing right. three times. We're just in different parts of the city with different color motifs. Right. But it's still, I mean, it's when you watch all three, it's still clearly a Luke Cage season. It's right. still clearly a Jessica Jones season. It's still clearly. 
it's it had just, the uh, yellow overtones. Yes. Yeah. It's just, I don't, I don't want it to get. I, I, I don't no, it's a great observation. That and that's very true. That yeah. I did not realize it until you said it. Yeah. I didn't catch it. Yeah. There you go. I just ruined it for you. And, uh, oh, that's interesting, too, because uh, Jessica Jones brought in Jessica's mom. Luke mm-hmm. Cage brought in Jessica's dad. Yeah, Luke's dad. Yep. Uh, Luke's dad. Uh, we, at the end of Defenders, it's pretty much established that season three of Daredevil is going to bring in Matt's mom. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Uh, it's just uh, one of the things we've liked about this when universe you make that so connection much is, 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 yeah. is how new and how, yeah. how, how kind of groundbreaking a lot of things were. And I, I know it's impossible to do everything new all the time, but let's not fall into the trap right. where we're copying the same things from our own right. production. Right, board. right. That's problematic. Yeah. Okay. So it's just something to keep an eye on moving forward. We will do that. There's still great stories. Just want a little variety. you have any big questions? I already asked you my big question about yeah. Misty's arm. Okay. Do you have any big questions about Luke Cage? I don't. Other than the, like... Are we going to get a season three? Are we going to get season three? What's going to happen to Luke? What, yeah. Can he... Uh, Survive the temptation. Of power. I mean, if I had to make a prediction, mm-hmm. I think at the end, at some point in season three, we will see Harlem's Paradise burn down. We got him. I. It shocks me that it keeps opening. I, I know. It really does. Because these seasons aren't. It's long. an old building. It's an old building. <laughs> How is it up to code after being shot up, blown up, blown up, everything? Yeah. Um. Twice. Twice. I liked. Um, I really thought I wasn't going to like Luke's dad, and I ended up really uh, liking really, Luke's dad. I'm so disappointed, too, because that actor died. I know. They dedicated the, 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 the season, season to him, him. Uh, which was nice. And he, his last scene with Luke was really nice. It was. Um, and it was, it was weird, because in season one, I mean, you find out he does some horrible stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, they did a good job in this season, like, making him human. Yep. And... and uh, so on and so forth. Yeah. Luke Cage, season two. Season two. Yeah. Um, I think that brings us to Shades and Sketch Recommendations. What are you going to wreck, Sketch? I am going to recommend, I haven't done a, a big homework assignment for our long-term listeners like you have with okay. buying a... Uh, Firebird or uh, <laughs> reading all of the DCU. So I am going to challenge our longtime listeners, if they haven't yet, to find and attend a local convention, comic book or anime convention. Wow. Um, I recently went to the one near me. It was my 15th year in a row of going. And I just love it. It's so nice to be around people. Like you can just geek out with you don't. That's you don't a have to special convention, out. though. It is, but I mean, I have been to others, and it's just the environment is 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 freeing. It's you get new perspective on old properties that you might have forgotten. I went to a great panel um, about Doctor Who and how it relates to like family values and like Ooh. raising kids with Doctor Who stuff like that. It's just. Um, they're is that a, a, that a condition, raising kids with Doctor Who? It is. A, it's, a, <laughs> it's a medical condition. That's why it's the doctor. Um, it's just a it's, a... it's a nice time to get together, play some games, hear some new perspectives, buy some stuff, and just have a good time. All right. And it's kind of... Uh, 
it's nice to see the geek community so vibrant. Yeah. And so positive, too. Sometimes when you see it online, it can get a little... It's a little toxic. A little ugly sometimes. Yeah. But uh, I'll tell you, and everyone I've been to, people are just nice and happy to be there. And so I, I urge you to find a local convention and spend a day there. Enjoy it. All right. Support the fandom of Geek. That's my recommendation. Your yeah, recommendation? It's a great rec. I am going to recommend uh, Marvel's Cloak and Dagger. Which is uh, airing? It's the first uh, original on Freeform. Okay. Um, but it's part of the Netflix Marvel universe. Mm -hmm. It's done by the ABC Studios, and uh, it's you can also watch it on Hulu. And um, one of the things that the existing Marvel shows have done is it's given us heroes who have. They're arriving already with established powers. They understand yes. what's happening to them. They understand how their powers affect them, and they've yes. made decisions to utilize them. Mm -hmm. Cloak and Dagger gives us an origin story, and it's uh, young heroes coming into their powers. Okay. It's a very slow, but deliberately slow season. It's okay. 10 episodes mm -hmm. as opposed to 13. And I'm on episode nine, and we still don't really have them like using consciously using their powers with okay. purpose. So they've they've dabbled, mm -hmm. they've done some stuff, but we don't. They're not cloak and dagger. Sounds yet. like that's not the focus of the show. It's not. It's not the focus of the show. And um, those not familiar with cloak and dagger, they're kind of like B tier Spider-Man characters. I remember you mentioning them when we uh, did Civil War. Yes. And they, they are a tandem power. So Cloak uh, has the ability to teleport. Mm -hmm. Dagger has the ability to generate hard light weapons. Okay. But they also share a psionic link. Oh. Dagger can like see hopes. Mm -hmm. Cloak sees fears, so they're kind of and in the in the comic iteration, Cloak was kind of like a runaway, kind of troubled, mm -hmm. um, problematic, and and Dagger was kind of like a all American uh, young woman. Okay, and they flipped that on its head here. Oh, interesting. And Dagger Tandy uh, is her name is is the problematic. Uh, very troubled. Interesting. Uh, counterpart to Cloak, whose power is dark and sees fear, but is just very hopeful wow. and very put together. And it's it's really smart and it's really well constructed. It's part of the TV cinematic universe. Mm -hmm. uh, cinematic's not right. TV universe, I guess. Sure. Um, and I just, it's really good storytelling. Well, I'll have to check and, that one out. Uh, it's slow, but there isn't like an episode yet that I would say isn't relevant. Yeah. So if you can find it, check it out. Sounds cool. I hope it comes to Netflix. I don't know if it's going to, but it might. There's been a lot of like cross-platform stuff happening lately where yeah. things drop from one and come to the other. All right. Well, but Freeform's... Open. I mean, it's called Freeform, Freeform for a reason. Yeah. All right. Cloak All right. and Dagger. 
uh, what, what are you going to take in anything from this episode? I'm going to take... I got nothing. Nothing? I mean, we it's such a whirlwind. I'm like dizzy from going from place to place. Oh, to I know what place. I'm doing. What are you doing? I am taking this uh, Hot Wheels carrying case with all of these oh, that's wonderful smart. vehicles. That is like I'm set. Smart. I'm set. Well, then I will take Peter because he seems like a good friend <laughs> and just a good guy to hang out with. Hey, here's a practical question. Okay. Um, if the vehicles are shrunk yes. and the levers inside of the vehicle, yes. how do I make them big to get inside of them? I would just play with them on a Hot Wheels track. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There we have it. If you are a fan of the show, we would very much appreciate you leaving a rating and review in the iTunes store. For better or worse, iTunes is still the most ubiquitous way that people listen to podcasts and more so than commercials and downloads, believe it or not, what you say about this show and the rating that you give it determines whether iTunes will recommend it to other people. So we are so thankful to those of you who have already left us rating and reviews. If you haven't, we would very much appreciate it. Oh, you just scared me like so much. It's like so serious. It's I, I Apple's algorithms for how they recommend shows is ridiculous. And guys, I'm going to piggyback on that. If uh, if you want to recommend us old school in person to a friend oh, yeah. or family Absolutely. member. Absolutely. Um, please do. Yeah, please do. Uh, bring them into the to the Geeking Out family. Because we're, we're family here at Geeking Out. Just, yeah. Just Shades and I. Family. Uh, and all of you guys. You can contact us if you would like through our Facebook page. You just search for Geeking Out with Shades and Sketch. Yep. Or you can tweet us at Shades and Sketch. Or you can email us at go with Shades and Sketch at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.